0: Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Fire for them. Fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that damn thing there, Keep it locked with Dissunomics Podcast. Who are you? It doesn't matter who we are. Yo, what's going on? You're now locked in or listening to the Dissunomics Podcast. I hope you've had a great week so far. I know the train and the national rail strikes are pamming some of you, but by it's a necessary evil man. I'm on their side but we're gonna find out about that further on in the pod but firstly episode 260 I believe was regarding why is the pound down so bad exchange rates matter to all of you all of you all of you so make sure you check out that pod what is is an exchange rate, how the pound has differed compared to some of the most popular currencies and travel destination currencies and how, why this is happening, the impact the Bank of England have on this and how does it impact us, how, with what's happened to the pound, how is it impacting our holiday, how is it impacting our businesses, how is it impacting our shopping experiences, even all those stuff from Amazon and online, so make sure you check that episode out, that's episode 260. Now this week's episode, 261 I believe, don't quote me on that, I'm going to talk about our country being in a mud this week, right? In the last seven days. And that's with, with regards to transport. Honestly, I don't understand how this guy, Grant Shachs, transport secretary, is still in the job. It's all kicking off, yeah? We've had delays at airports for ages, but for the last two, three weeks, but it got really rough this weekend at Heathrow, which impacted me. So if you want to find out how I ended up on holiday, on a cruise with no luggage <laughs> continue to listen so we're going to talk about that and we're also going to get into the rail strikes we're going to get into that in the second half of the pod but firstly we're going to talk about my l which has been shared by hundreds of other people hi guys' mxm and I listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's, Giz, because Giz, it's Giz, yo Giz. people Dysonomics podcast you're listening to and boy oh boy have i got just for you I'm sure by now you've seen the images of what they call baggage mountain With just hundreds of baggages outside Heathrow Hundreds of baggages you've seen Talks of delays and cancellations of flights And you know when you see stuff you just never think it'll be you Like I've flown, not bad at times, but I've flown quite a bit Probably, probably more than most, right? I've never had my luggage lost And people have always spoken about it I remember going to Ghana I was using Air Morocco for the first time so I got my flights late. And people talk about, oh, they're loose, they're loose luggage, they lose luggage. I was hearing the same thing about when I flew to Ghana this, um, most recently. My luggage was never lost. And it's so mad because one of my brethren's, shout out Aji and her birthday as well, um, she lost her luggage when she flew to Ghana um, in 2021. But she had air tags. So she knew when it arrived at the airport before the airline even called her. And now I was going to get air tags, but I didn't remember to. And I regret it Right So let me let me set the scene Boom Yeah So what Saturday June 18th My flight is at 10 past 1 Yeah Flight is to, from London Heathrow To Miami Via Virgin Atlantic 10 past 1 At London Heathrow Terminal 2 No Terminal 3 Tell the lie Right I get to London Heathrow At 11.26 To be exact Right So I'm there a, Almost two hours early, right? I like to always get there around two hours early. The only reason we didn't get there two hours early, just over two hours early, is because the Uber driver or the boat driver decided to take a next route, which really annoyed me, which added an extra 20 minutes on our journey. But bought I gave me a little 30 pound off the next trip because I complained, Because you know what I mean? I'm, I'm in that Karen stage of life, right? Well, you <laughs> once you get past the ages of 23, you start to complain to the authorities about stuff. All right, cool, boom. So, bear in mind, I told you I have got there damn near two hours early, right? So obviously, I'm queuing to check in. Mothers, right? So do you know what you the, the queue to check in is like? It goes round like a snake, right? We were at the we were in the first row, but right at the back, right? So I so saw several people ahead of us to check in. This is an hour and twenty five minutes later. To the point where somebody from Virgin Atlantic said, Anybody flying to Miami, she has to take us and other people in the queue flying to Miami out of the queue and put us in the front because we're about to miss our flight. That's how long the queue delays were. It was insane. And Ben, I've never experienced anything like this. The latest I've been to airports two hours early. I'm always there two hours early, and I've never been in danger of missing a flight after being there so early, right? So, for anyone listening now, make sure, in my opinion, I'll get to my airport 3 hours early Really? What else are you doing at home? Get there 3 hours early, it's not that deep Yeah? Cool And it's mad because I was hungry as shit so flipping hungry I was thinking hmm, I'm hearing they got none here I was like okay cool I want to go into Rolex Maybe see what they've got build a, build a relationship Maybe grab one next year Blah 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 I want to check out the shops And get some snacks for the plane duh, 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 duh. I was like I have big plans for My um, duty free Do you know what I mean Calling before you fly out Nah Even security We have to be expedited To rush through security bro Anyway, right, let's get back to um, checking in, yeah? So, boom, yeah, I'm not, I'm clocking, away the conveyor belt for luggage is not moving. Do you get it? I figured, sure, you didn't even weigh my baggage. They're like, yeah, the conveyor belt, there's a malfunction, it's not working. So, I'm seeing, they told me to put my suitcase um, to like, the left of me, yeah? And it was just a random pile of hello luggages. And then there was these gentlemen in high vases like labelling up all the luggages My partner was like nah this is not right we're gonna get our bags the guy said no no you'll definitely get your bags definitely get your bags we're gonna we're gonna put them on the plane but your plane was probably gonna be delayed because we have to take them all there i was like okay cool i can't lie, it looked very very chaotic I right, boom we've now rushed through with rush through security eventually get there and by the time we get to the gate everybody's boarding right cool We've boarded Best believe our flight was delayed by an hour and 20 minutes Jarring Cool Flight delayed by an hour and 20 minutes, right? I'm assuming this flight was delayed because it's taking on time to load up all our luggages So we're on a Virgin Atlantic I want to find out exactly how many people are on these flights So what? Anywhere between four and 500 passengers? And my flight was pretty packed for the most part, right? There's a few empty seats in a, in um in premium, but for the most part, it was f- pretty much fully packed, right? All right boom. So well, our flight's delayed by about by, by about ninety minutes. We get to Miami around half past half past seven. We're meant to get to Miami just after five, so we're like two hours behind. Cool. Boom. Come off the plane. Oh, thank God I'm off it. Do you know I mean? Let's just get our bags and be moving. Do you get it? We come, and we find, to our amazement, only thirty luggages. Only thirty luggages made it. Thirty. Bearing in mind, there was easily over three hundred and fifty people on that flight. Minimum three hundred, but I believe more. So you're talking about less than 10% of the luggages. Absolute disgrace. And that this never happened to me before. I'm like, rah. I've got no drip. But the people at the airport, they were they were like, don't worry, the next flight that's coming tomorrow will have your stuff. Guaranteed. Same time, just come to the airport, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, big man, this time tomorrow. I'm going to be on my way to Jamaica. I'm I'm in a cruise. Do you get it? He's like, okay, no, that's calm. That's calm. Drop your details. We will make sure it gets to your whatever you're stopping at first. Where's the first port you're stopping at? I said, okay, our first port's will to be Autorius on the 21st or something. So, bear in mind, this is the 19th, right? On the 21st. No, the 18th, I arrived on the 18th So he's gonna on the 21st He's like, yeah, boom, boom, boom So he gives me this sheet of paper And some information paper And then he's filling out details Okay, cool, what's your address? I gave him the address of our hotel Where we're temporarily staying Gave him the address Gave him the details of the cruise The name of the cruise um, The ship we're on Where it's going to um, He took down my uh, what, do you call, what do you call it? Of course, my name um, The pass um, My baggage number And also the flat number, right? Called cool. Boom, give this that. I said, when you get on the ship, give this to them. Make sure you get this, give this to them so they can contact us. Oh cool. Boom. Obviously, we're pissed off, right? Obviously, we had hand luggages. Sure, she had like a few bits, not that much. Like, she had bare tops, but like no real bottoms. You get like two like shortings and a pair of leggings. That's it. But she had like a lot of tops. Me, I just had trainers. <laughs> In my hand luggage was trainers and luckily i think my last batch of laundry does a few boxes so it was slapped in there right like i didn't have we didn't have i had one perfume with me carlisle by perfumes Molly, very nice with me i think she had like three in hand luggage she had a couple bits of makeup as well right me i didn't have my main perfumes i didn't have body cream uh, sponge um, hair cream Perfumes All my t-shirts My shirts My shorts My swimming trunks My combats My smart trousers Right Now that All I had on with me Cause Why'd I fly I had a t-shirt I had my, my essential joggers And I had a pair Luckily I was wearing My essential shorts The day before or maybe that morning, I can't remember. And I think I just took it out and I just threw it on top of my suitcase and she pulled it in my hand luggage. Otherwise I wouldn't have had them pair of shorts. That's the only drip man had, right? So boom. So obviously we've landed now, touchdown in Miami. So now I'm just trying to find some local shorts where I could get a few bits and pieces. So I think I found a shop that was open as well. I just got like a couple bits of Miami Dolphins gear That's an NFL team So there's like a vest And a t-shirt Like a training top And I got um, some Plain white tee in it So okay cool I'm not gonna spend bare money They're reimbursing me But anyway I'll hold it down This should hold me down For a couple days To the 21st Then my, then my drip comes and Then it was a go You know what I mean We've been gonna get them Wavy shots in Jamaica And in Cayman And Mexico And Miami It's gonna be vibes Cool No f- Flipping way Cool, boom 21st 20, 20th, is, 20th has arrived No, 19th has arrived That's the day we depart for the cruise Yeah, go to the port Boom, boom, boom Yeah? Get on the ship eventually Ma telling me They've never seen them documents They don't understand he, Like, nobody knows And they're like You need a claimant number They didn't give me a claimant number And when I search on Twitter Dozens of people, not hundred. Dozens of people were in the same boat, and I know way more people were in the same boat, but they may not use Twitter. They may have said it on their Facebook or to their friends or family. Right? What happened is the the numbers that Virgin provided, you couldn't get any option. You clicked on the baggage number doesn't lead you to the of somebody. Every option points out you to type going to the tracer website. Well, the Tracer website is completely irrelevant if you have not been given a reference number, which the majority of people didn't. And also, it points you to a WhatsApp number, a global WhatsApp number, and a text number, and an email address. When you message those services, I'm going to tell you the exact response you get. Because I got this when I messaged via email. I got this when I messaged via um, WhatsApp. Let me read it. Let me type in virtual. Hello, thank you for taking your time to contact us. We're sorry to advise that due to significant baggage and system failures at Heathrow Terminal 3 on Friday 17th and Saturday the 18th of June, we are unable to respond to inbound contact at this time. We have all our available resources focused on reuniting our customers with their baggage as quickly as possible. We'll proactively contact you once we have an update. You can also view updates at heyhttp.baby.walltracer.arial. slash blah, blah, blah. Thank you for your patience and understanding whilst we work through these operational issues. Big man, I need the flipping reference number So I can use this tracer Do you get it? Like, and it took me talking to them on Twitter Sending several messages to them on Twitter Then eventually I got an email giving me um, details of my tracking And now when I clicked it, it still said Oh, it's, um, we're still trying to trace it And even the details down They even got the wrong details on my bag They said it was black The bag was not black Do you get it? Anyway, boom The 21st arrives Yeah We touch down Jamaica Hometown You see me? I go downstairs to uh, The guest services, right? And they're like Yeah, we're gonna send our guy One of our colleagues To go to the ports And then go to the airport To find out if there's any luggage Because we have some people from American Airlines Waiting for luggage Cool. They came back and said nothing for Virgin, nothing at all. So they just sold me a drink, right? And it's now very evident that for the duration of my cruise, I'm gonna have no clothes. And every every person I've spoken to about it, their mouth has been wide open. Bro, like I'm just on on the deck in Yeezy foam slides and just T shirt shorts. Like we can't even go to like any of the dinners at night because we don't have dinner attire I can't rock up to their shorts and a vest. Don't make no sense. Absolute travesty. And what I'm hearing is that they talk about as a system malfunction. I'm hearing that Heathrow just turned them off because there was not enough staff to work the conveyor belts, which makes sense from Heathrow's perspective. It's true. That's electricity. We pay for the premises. It's a waste of time Having conveyor belts whizzing around And then nobody's there There's a serious staff shortage Serious, serious staff shortage And when I was looking at um, Who was I listening to? I think I was listening to um, The chief exec of Ryanair And he's like, listen Don't let the government gas you This is a Brexit issue, right? Obviously during the pandemic We lost staff But we can't recruit anybody To do somebody's baggage claim jobs Because British people don't want to do them and these jobs were fulfilled by foreign imports the, Like the way Brexit's patterned up The, the labour market is very rigid It cannot react to exogenous shocks like this And obviously remember We lost a lot of staff due to pandemic Right, Capacity went down But now we're back in the summer holidays And obviously you nowhere in this period when COVID Isn't really hitting the same like, for, like bro I didn't have to take a COVID test To go to America I'm gonna to have to take a COVID test to leave the country. Nothing. It's all it's, it's, it's getting a bit easier now. So now um the the what's it called? There's a ramping up in traffic in air traffic and of passengers, more people taking flights and they don't have the staff to meet it. And this is a tragic issue. A tragic and just another case of break uh, one other case of Brexit kicking us in the bum. And it's, and what can the airlines really do? It, like if they ain't gonna source they ain't gonna flip and stuff, bro. That's just that's just the long and short of the matter. If people in a country don't want to do jobs, what can they actually do? But it's just an absolute shag for passengers. Maybe I'm, maybe it could be more foresight. But from my ex, my experience, yeah, it just looked like a it just looked like a lack of planning and just panic station. You can't, bro. I literally saw my luggage with other my luggage just dashed aside. And we've seen images of hundreds of luggages What What can you do about that? And now they're going to have to go through Every single case And try to deliver luggages to people And this happened to people all over from Britain Who I'm seeing on Twitter People in, in who landed in uh, JFK and other areas Where they're like Is day 3 or 4 our luggage ain't come I've seen some people's luggages be delivered But boy Apparently my luggage is still in Miami According to the people on the cruise But when I look online It doesn't say so I hope I saw Miami But boy The letter I'm going to write them Yeah <clears throat> Not even compensation will do bro They might have to give man a, a whole plane But yeah man That's messed up And I feel like If you are listening to this pod Right now And you've got a flight Through Heathrow Make sure you get there early Make sure you pack Relevant-ish In your hang luggage Don't get caught Like I did and yeah, I could see this being an issue Continuous, continues going forward I know the airline companies will do their very best Because it's peak out there for them So let's read some Okay, let, let's get away from the story And let's read some. Um, give you lots of information So Heathrow Had to ask airlines flying from Terminal 2 and 3 On Monday the 20th Of um June to cancel 10% of their flights Due to the mountain problem of baggage handling Right? And that's obviously impacted What? 15,000 passengers across 90 flights Like bare departures were getting grounded Virgin cancelled 3 flights Yeah? Pagans This has impacted Agen to Athens Air Linkos to Dublin Air France to Paris Air to to Armabad Eurowings to Cologne ITA to Rome KLM to Amsterdam Lufthansa to Frankfurt SES to Copenhagen Swiss to Zurich TAP Portugal to Lisbon Right Baggage mountain was crazy I'm sure you've seen the pictures already They said on Friday That's when the complex baggage system um, Started to fail Which which then went to failure Until Saturday Allegedly, I can't lie I sooner believe the story That Heathrow just turned it off Because Bro how many years Technology's getting better And all of a sudden Two day baggage failure Get out of here man now the interesting thing is that the cancellations That people have been experiencing And I've heard people have free flights cancelled Is regarded as an extraordinary circumstance Meaning that passengers are not entitled To cash compensation from airlines But airlines must get travellers To their destinations as soon as possible Even if it means paying for them to fly On an on Ops airline Of course hotels and meals also Are also provided I'm sorry I'm not trying to hear None about always. Oh, it's extraordinary circumstances Bro, if I'm in a car, right? If I'm in a car, if I'm in an Uber on the way there And then a bridge just falls and cars Like it collapses on the road That's extraordinary circumstances If I miss my flight, I miss my flight They're not giving me a brand new flight That's not easy anyway It's not going to happen This is nothing to do with passenger If you paid money to fly via easy jets To Rome. At 4pm on a Saturday That is You should be able to fly to Rome at 4pm And if you don't Due to no fault of your own EasyJet is going to have to hold that Because you didn't pay to fly on Sunday At 1pm If you wanted to You would have done it in the first place That's like me going to Tesco Buying a Lucasade and then Oh no 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 You can't get I can't get a Aid, I must drink I must drink Rabina instead Big man Who told you I went to Rabina If I went to Rabina I would pick picked up myself Ludicrous Anyway Enough about that Let's move on to the strikes Okay RMT Who's RMT National Union of Rail, Maritime and Transport Workers Right that's RMT and they have decided to go strike And what's interesting is that This government, yeah of this, These conservatives are dastardly I'm sure you all remember me talking about Or you might have seen it on Twitter or on the news That over the last two years Preeti Patel has imposed Like new laws that kind of make it harder To protest And gives powers to like, Punish people for protest It seems like the Tories are, have the spirit Of like Stopping people like fighting for their rights, right? So I say this because there's a Trade Union Act in 2016, which effectively made it more difficult for a trade unions to strike. So here are some of the key points that they, that was imposed in this act passed by the Tories in 2016. Probably under David Cameron, yeah, it was. in was March, so that was before Brexit when he resigned. So under David Cameron, we need 50% turnout required. So if there's 100,000 people in a trade union At least 50,000 people have to turn up to vote If not, the results are not legally valid Workers whose role mostly concerns the delivery of important public service When it's this type of stuff There has to be a 40% support threshold amongst all eligible workers As well as a 50% turnout Now what does this mean? Let me give you an example Yeah, Trade union, 100,000 people Right? If 100,000 workers are eligible to vote, then at least 50,000 have to turn out to vote. And out of the 50,000 that vote, 40,000 of them must vote in favour. So they're making it more more difficult to reach the numbers to strike. Also, unions now have to give two weeks notice when they're going to take industrial action instead of one week's notice, like before. And this gives employers more time to prepare, which is obviously going to make the strikes less impactful. Now in this instance, with RMT, 89% of members voted in favour of action. So this is a huge mandate, 9 out of 10 voted to strike. And this is so interesting because the Trade union Act of 2016 imposed by the Tories was to make these decisions more difficult, but it didn't matter anyway. That's how grave the circumstances is. What I do not like is the propaganda that's been spewed left, right and centre ever since it's been announced. You've got BBC News, you've got politicians, you've got Sky News, so many people demonising these workers. And they're doing this by simple tactics such as bringing up the pay of of these drivers, and then sub stories like, oh, people are missing out on this. People are missing out. News flash for protests to be effective, they're going to have to make people's lives difficult. Because if it wasn't making people's lives difficult, it won't work enough by the first place. Because they like, say, okay, cool. You want to do this? Okay, it doesn't bother me. Keep doing it. I ain't changing my opinion. And the ability to protest, to strike, is part of democracy. So people who live in the same country Where we all acknowledge the cost of living crisis Who are taking a side of the government This pathetic incompetent government And the employers who are under bucket loads right, Are taking absolute piss Because surely you yourself Would like the opportunity to have better working conditions And better pay especially, Especially in a time of economic downturn Now let's get into the nitty gritty about the strikes Because of the rubbish privatization and patchwork of our national railway system the strike actually involves several different companies and because of our several different companies there's different challenges which means there's different demands but here's like a kind of brief summary of the keys and demands, right? They talk about pay, pensions and working conditions Things like being made to work longer shifts, 12 hour shifts yeah? And obviously this is especially if you're trained that's a quite solitary job right their rest days are being stripped away and they're and they're inputting and they've inputted the bare minimum amount of time in terms of rest period between shifts and that's leaving a lot of workers being fatigued right that's not good that's not good that's not good working conditions the government offers a severely below inflation pay rise of two percent with an added one percent if it accompanies job cuts, so when you've got inflation, the last number of figures was seven percent. Yeah, when you got inflation with that number, no, sorry, nine percent. Sorry, <laughs> that's number four. the last figures of nine percent. How could you offer man a two percent inflation, but it could be three percent if we cut some of the, your colleagues' jobs? Get out of here. RMT are saying we are looking at seven percent minimum. Bearing in mind, this is even before inflation even hits a young eleven percent. Like we don't know it could hit that level. Um, RMT also believes that two point five thousand jobs are at risk of being skied. Yeah, and they're tired of being exploited by their bosses on big six, big six figure wages while they're out here grafting, grafting, and grafting in poor working, relatively poor working conditions, and not being adequately compensated for it. What's cheeky is that the government, these people were still working during the pandemic. Yeah, when it was dangerous to work. And the government legit called them heroes And that is how they're doing them they, kept, they keep the country moving every single day You want to make job cuts And when you make job cuts It's going to be harder for the safety of passengers Because there's less people to govern And also it's going to be harder on the current um, staff members Because they're going to still work longer hours It's the same thing as NHS the, the NHS is the NHS is a system that is based on exploitation. It's making the, the making the staff you have stretch to the absolute maximum, even beyond their maximum, even beyond healthy. Operating on a cheap. The government have allegedly refused to meet them, man, and Grant Shapps has kind of confirmed that, really and truly. And all they do is keep threatening them with job losses. Most people who work in this trade union earn between 25 and 31k So yeah, you're going to see the newspapers talk about 40k, 50k, 60k, these certain jobs And yeah, some people do get paid that But the majority don't And even just because they do get paid that Does that mean that their working conditions are good? Does that mean that their pay reflects the work they put in? No And also the majority of them haven't had a pay rise in 2-3 to years They've been trying to Negotiate a pattern With the employers And the government For two years So what happened then 21st of June 40,000 RNT members At Network Rail And 13 operators Walked out so along, along with um, Two strikes In the capital right They've already said Listen This could be a hot This could be a hot summer fam. We could keep We could keep the shit going Boris and had Is saying that The cabinet should be Prepared to stay the course As they want to Press ahead of the rail reform So Boris is like Not budging but this might be a situation where these might not might be forced into another U turn. Like, as Boris, after uh, Partygate, after effectively being in the, the equivalent of being impeached, yeah, having a vote of no confidence run against you, you're going to risk a summer in the UK with more train strikes, fuel prices going up, and the madness happening at airlines. That's what I don't understand Grant Shapps I don't understand them Speaking of He believes That's the transport secretary He believes it's up to the unions And operators to pattern things up And he should not be involved Whereas the union and labour Think you should be involved You're a flipping transport secretary What are you talking about? Tories are also threatening To change the law Allowing agency workers To step up um, For striking staff And Grant Shapps Says that could come in the months That's just So undemocratic and evil Because then it takes away Their power to negotiate Labour are moving a bit dodgy because they're saying they basically yeah they're on the side of the strikers of the of the workers, but because a lot of people also said that the disruption they kind of they kind of play in both sides. For example of this is the shadow treasury minister Pat McFadden urging colleagues not to join the protest. So yeah, man, listen, I'm sure you guessed it by now, but I'm fully on the side of RMT. I believe more people should join trade unions more trade unions should strike more trade unions to force these companies to give you more money um especially when there's the money actually there to be given to you like come on we're in the cost of living crisis like why would you not if you had opportunity to increase your pay and your working conditions why should you not do that well it's not jail. come on man but yeah i hope you've enjoyed this podcast apologies for the sound of course i'm not in London in my home studio, I'm abroad but of course I still have to give you a of young pod, but yeah man, on to the weekend peace and blessings man, stay safe Sports Social Podcast Network